This is KP Holler reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Today in the studio, I have with me Jayana LaFountain, photographer and birth doula. Welcome, Jayana. Hi. I met you in your capacity as a photographer, so I'd like to start there. Can you tell us a little about your work? Um, I started doing photography well over, I guess, oh my God, I could say like over 10 years ago now. Um, I started when I was like, uh, I want to say 12. The catalyst for me becoming a photographer was my foster mother's uh, passing. She passed like a couple of days before Christmas and um, I realized like I didn't take enough pictures. I don't have enough pictures with her. It made me really sad um, to think that like, wow, this person was here and there's not a lot of proof that she was here. And so like four days before Christmas, I asked for a camera Um, and it was 2008. So it was like one of those, like my grandmother like found the quickest, cheapest camera she could find, which is one of those like pink MySpace selfies in the mirror kind of cameras. Um, And that was my first camera. And uh, I believe it was about, I think it was like New Year's Eve, Um, when her funeral was, but I just vowed to like take pictures of everything and everyone um, and not stop. So that's like the the inception of Jayana La Photos. And then um, that love for photography grew and was fostered through Craig Street Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I had a somebody that worked at the Boys and Girls Club give me like an actual DSLR camera for free because she saw how important photography was to me. Um, And again, we just, I just kept escalating. It just kept escalating. I don't know how we got here. Um, And I was taking pictures of inanimate objects, like random dolls I found in like my school, like art supply room. Um, And then I had a friend who had a baby and then I started taking pictures of her and I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of good at this. Um, And then I would just charge people, I don't know, like 30 to $40 per session for like however long they wanted because I knew that 30 and $40 would get my nails done. And I was only like 14. (laughs) So so I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Um, But yeah, so I've been doing this work for for quite a while now. And um, the older I get, the more seasoned I get, I... I've learned that my purpose for doing photography is heavily rooted in the preservation of legacy, um, especially for black and brown people um, and making sure that people know we exist. Um, There's proof of joy and things uh, past all of like the traumatic stuff we see often. Because you were taking photos of birth and people giving birth, did that influence your transition or growth into actually doing birth work yourself? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I um I actually told this story the other day. Um I posted a status on Facebook <laughs> randomly about 5 years ago. I was just like I've never documented a birth and that's something that I want to do. Is anybody willing to allow me like this random photo lady into your birth space? And um this woman who I had, I'd never met her a day in my life. She was like, oh, I'm getting induced on Tuesday. And I was like, great. I don't know what that means. I'll be there though. And <laughs> as a dual, I'm laughing now because as a dual, I understand inductions take like two, three days. Um, but she was going to be induced. Um, and she was a black woman. She's super sweet. It was her first baby. Um, and I was there in the capacity of a photographer, but she wasn't, um, 
she didn't have like a lot of support. So naturally I fell into like a support role for her. I stayed with her, I think 27 plus hours, which I was not anticipating. I don't do that now as a doula, like you know, I've learned. But um, I stayed with her throughout the entire process. Um, and, you know, later in the evening, her mother came to give her support, but I was just like, oh, like, obviously I'm going to help you. Like, I'm going to take pictures, sure, but you need your back rubbed, obviously. Like, I'm going to hold your hand. And um, as, like, time was going on, she was handling contractions really well, and she was adamant on not wanting an epidural, and I witnessed firsthand what coercion looked like um, in a medical space. And I was just like, uh, this is sick. Because every time she was having a contraction, a nurse would come in and say, oh, are you wanting that epidural yet? And she would say no. And then they would be like, you're going to want it, you know? And they just kept doing that, but only when she was having contractions. Um, and she regrettably got an epidural um, and cried about it after her baby was born, actually, because the baby was born like less than an hour later. And I was just like, that was gross to watch. And I didn't know what to do because I'm a photographer um, and I need to make myself small because photographers are usually not allowed into birth rooms. So I left that birth and I sat for a couple of days and I was just like, okay, how, how can I help pregnant people immediately without going to eight years worth of school to become a midwife? Um, and I came across the word doula and I'd never seen the word. I'd never heard of it. And I was just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a doula already. Like, cause like my sisters had kids. Um, my like my aunts have had kids and I always show up for everybody like postpartum I'm always there I'm like what do you need so I've been a doula like it's just innate and I reached out to birthnet and they were having like a doula training and birthnet was like yeah we're hosting this training and we got you and I was like great so I ended up paying maybe like $150 for my doula training versus like two three thousand dollars so as I started this journey into becoming a doula I said something about it to my grandmother um and she started freaking out with joy of course and she was like oh my god your great-great-grandmother she was a midwife in Honduras and I was just like oh my god why has nobody said anything to me about this and um and she was just like, I didn't know that you were interested in this. I was like, me either. But if you told me sooner, I probably would have been. Um, so I found out then that I was fourth uh, generation birth worker. And that's why it was so like natural and innate for me to be a help. And being a, a doula also fully aligns with the preservation of legacy at its like at the core. And I take pictures of people's births now as I help them birth their children. Um, and it all just makes sense together. It's really such an interesting way to align the things that you care about and are passionate about and that you have this amazing talent for. Two things struck me as you were talking. The first is I think we hear about and are cautioned about so many ways in which the internet and social media can be so negative in our lives. But I just found it really interesting that you connected with your the first person whose birth you're able to uh, photograph through social media, someone you hadn't mm -hmm. met, um, and what trust that person put in you and just what a responsibility that must have felt like for you. So how have you shared what you're doing? You know, because birth is so personal. And I assume that a lot of folks maybe don't want their photos shared. So how have mm -hmm. you been able to use your social media platform and your networks to share about what you're doing and why it's important and how it comes back to this preservation of legacy that, that obviously is so needed because you didn't even know that your great-grandmother 
was a birth worker. I guess now, as I go through our family like albums, I'm finding more photos of my Awalita Faustina and like her holding babies and like her looking like she embodies like somebody that will let you know about yourself, but somebody that'll also nurture you, which I really enjoy because I'm the same way. And I guess like as far as like social media and like how I get my work out there and stuff like that. First of all, I never share any birth photos, stories without explicit permission from parents. And I think that everybody is on the same like same page when it comes to sharing black and brown births. Um, where it's just like, no, we need to see more of this because I didn't know this was possible for me. I didn't know I could have a water birth or I didn't know I could have a birth that wasn't traumatic. I didn't know like, and if I saw these things online, it would have made it easier for me. So I never pressure anyone to share any photos, but I always like um, impart the importance of them, like even like telling bits and parts of their stories because the visibility is what's important. And for a lot of black and brown people, erasure is like, heavy and deep um and we're in america so we know what that looks like that erasure is just so so prominent and i want to do the opposite i want us to to draw the pictures to take the pictures to write the poetry to tell the stories um and to share our narratives um because there's so many ways to live there's not just one way to do birth. There's not one way to share photos. There's not one way to preserve, you know, your family's legacy. My sister was one of the first people that let me like share her photos. And they're photos that I share quite often. I think um, it was like just directly postpartum. And she was like in those disposable underwear, but she was so calm and she was like so happy. And it was her fifth baby and they were just hanging out. And I was like, do you mind if I take your pictures like this? Like, And she was like, no, absolutely not. And there's a level of trust that I have with each and every one of my clients too um, that allows me to bear witness the way that I do. And then they give me permission to share their stories. Um, Deep, deep, deep trust. And it's changed so many people's lives in ways that I'm sure that like, I'm not aware of all of them. Um, And this all ties really nicely into um, what you're going to be doing with us here at the sanctuary Mm -hmm. um, on October 14th. You are helping to facilitate a workshop that was titled by something that you said while we were in a meeting, which is who's on your face. Mm -hmm. Um, And so talking about portraits and what we look like and how those features are passed down, but also some of the other things that come with our facial features. So do you want to talk a little bit about the workshop and um, just that idea of you know, kind of that legacy or lineage and how mm-hmm. that comes through in a visual format as an artist. I was like, you know, maybe we can do something about like, you know, who's on your face? Um, because I look like my grandmother. I also look like my great-great-grandmother. Um, and I was just like, these these people live on my face and I love them. And you can see the gifts that they've left behind, right? You can see it in the way I embody birth work. You can see it in the way that I move and navigate um, spaces that I'm in. Um, and I just think it's really important um, for us to remember like where we've come from. Um, and sometimes it can be really, um, it can be painful to remember those things, but it's also really nice to puzzle piece things together um, and learn about yourself. Like I've not ever walked so heavily in purpose before I knew that my Abuelita Faustina was a midwife and that that's why it made so much sense for me to do this work. Um, And 
I just love like taking pictures of people and then comparing them to their parents or their grandparents. I'm like, look, you got this person's nose and you have this person's eyes. And then like to go a step further, like what ancestral gifts do you think you have from these people? The ancestral gifts that I've been given is the gift to never block my throat chakra. That's number one. I'm going to say what I need to say. I'm going to ask for what I need and I'm going to receive it. I have the ability to witness people in ways that... um that's really special. And I'm like, great, we can do a workshop and ask people these kinds of questions. Like, where do you come from? And like, what are the good things that you've taken from your ancestors? And what are the, you know, some of the unsavory things? Cause we have unsavory things, we're people. Um, and that's okay too. Um, we will on the 14th from five to six, we'll be doing some quick portrait sessions, but folks can bring photos of themselves, photos of their relatives. And we'll also have some magazines and some other things folks can pull from and work and collage, you know, talking about a visual representation of what you're talking about. What are not just the features that we've received, but some of those gifts and some of the parts of ourselves that maybe we've had to work through mm -hmm. um, and and come to terms with. So after that, you are going to be joining uh, Women Picturing Revolution for a book talk mm -hmm. um, and a discussion about your work as a photographer and as a birth doula um, and their experience working with photographers um, who are looking at um, uh, what Black motherhood means and how it's represented. And so can you talk a little bit more about maybe your reaction to the book and why this conversation, you know, is important to be happening and how your perspective is, is going to add to that. Yeah. So I, first of all, the book is, the book is phenomenal. I will start there. But that book is, is so fun because I am an interactive reader. So there are a lot of things quoted, a lot of documentaries mentioned in there. So I've been like pausing and like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this 20 minute documentary. Oh, I'm going to go read this other article that they're referring to. So it's been a really fun for me to like dive into this book um, and it be interactive for me as a reader. And the book talks about all of the things that I am currently learning, working through, working on um, as far as black motherhood is concerned, um, policing of black bodies and erasure of black women, black mothers, um, and all of the negative stereotypes that have been placed on us, um, or like boxes that have been made for us to sit in um, when we're extremely like multifaceted. Um, and there's so much space for duality. There's not one way to be a mother. Um, and this book is just, I, I'm enjoying it very much. Um, and the fact that they have collaborated with like some really, really heavy hitters and like the photography world um, is just my absolute favorite. Like I'm having a great time with this book. Um, and again, the conversation is important. It, it completely aligns with my work because we're talking about photography, mothering or parenting um, and stopping erasure and making sure that people understand like there's different ways um, to see people. Um, but yeah, this book is great and I can't get enough of it and I read it every day and trying to get through. <laughs> That's great. I love that you're pausing and looking at the reference material and seeing mm -hmm. the documentary. That's such a great way to keep, you know, a read that is um a little a little bit dense. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, keep it alive. That's awesome. Um and I'm sure other folks will love to hear about how you approached reading the book when we have this uh book discussion mm -hmm. on the 14th. Um 
talk to me a little bit about, I know that the, um, you've been doing photography now for over 10 years. Your um, journey as a doula started when? Five years ago. Mm-hmm. So five years. Um, talk to me about what this looks like when babies that you helped to bring into this world and maybe photographed are at a at a stage in their lives where they're looking to uh, maybe become parents themselves and document their the growth of their own family. Is there how do you connect with that that phase of things, knowing it's so far in the future, but that it's ultimately your goal, right? Is that this becomes a a generational thing? Oh. I don't think I've ever thought that far, to be completely honest. I think my oldest doula baby is about four. (laughs) I have no idea, actually. Huh. I guess when I... uh, I guess thinking, like, generationally for all of the families that I've helped uh, through a birth, I think about it as, like, like, the work that we do together as preventative for, like, future ailments or, like future traumas because we talk about parenting we talk about their wants and needs we talk about learning how to surrender um and understand that your children are people um and they're deserving of kindness and grace and love um and you're there to guide them not control them um and and I think that I've also done a pretty good job at introducing people to new ways of parenting um because we're a lot of us are used to like the yelling or like the dictatorship of like a, a home with parents, you know, which boo, do better. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've introduced so many people to different things. Um, we talk about food because like food security is important. We talk about like housing and how like it's important for you guys to be in a safe and clean space. And I've helped people like feng shui their homes by moving furniture around as a doula, like it's that deep. Like I'm, it's the work that I do is so intersectional that I feel like I'm touching on so many different parts and pieces um, that will be sustainable for generations to come because they've learned like, oh, this has X amount of sugar in it. And that's probably not the greatest for your teeth. And your kid's going to have their teeth when they're 10. You're welcome. Um, so things like that. I guess I've thought in that way, but um, I don't think I've thought as far as like, you know, when they're, when the babies are of age, but I'm sure I'll still be teaching and they'll probably end up in some of my photography programs and I'll tell them the importance of capturing legacy that way as well. Yeah. Well, and I think too, um, just having the photos of their birth and of themselves as a newborn and their family portrait mm-hmm. sessions, because I do see that you, st- you tend to stick with families. And do. so if that's been a practice that they're exposed to, which not everybody is, mm-hmm. um, you know, that ultimately they now have that sense that it is something that their family is worth documenting and it's important to document. And so I guess that's where I was going with yeah, the question okay. was just that, um, do you think that that has an impact that these these young people, you know, growing up with photos of themselves and their families then carries that importance of, of preserving your legacy uh, with them? Absolutely. Uh, and these children from, from the day they were born have been getting their pictures taken, um, which like you said, not everybody has that. And I think even the kids that like, I haven't been a doula for, like I've had some kids who have been taking their pictures for 14 years at this point, And like, they understand why it's important. The fun thing for the older, older kids that I know that I've taken pictures of is they'll 
go like they're all starting to get on social media because they're like 14 15 and they're starting to reshare some of the images i've taken of them and they're like oh my god i remember this this and this so well and like it really helps with their memory and they don't have to like backtrack and figure out well who was there i don't know no worries jj took some pictures and then they'll like go back and find them um and sometimes i reconnect with some of these kids and families by just sharing old portraits that i've taken i'm like do you remember this and like it uh, opens up the space for dialogue in their homes like oh where's this person at and like how, how like what what happened this day for these photos to occur um so yeah I do think that is important I'm gonna agree as someone who grew up in a house with a one family photo one family portrait on the wall that I wasn't in <laughs> gasp <laughs> I wasn't uh, I wasn't thought of yet and professional photos were too expensive so oh, I just yeah. didn't have one I think young people who are growing up with you in their life as like a family photographer, like a role that a lot of families don't have, you know, mm -hmm. have, um, will help ultimately. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. Jayana, thank you so much for sharing more about your work. We are so excited to have you here at the sanctuary on October 14th from five to six is the who's on your face workshop. And from seven to 9 PM is the book discussion, um, book talk and discussion with Women Picturing Revolution and Jayana LaFountain. So we hope you all will join us. Uh, this is KP Holler reporting for Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. See you later. <laughs>